Hi, everyone. I'm Derek, the producer here at SDGC. So I'm sure you've all heard some troubling rumors that one of our members tweets, and I'm not naming any names, John, that one of our members tweets hasn't been living up to the quality that you expect. We here at SDGC are deeply, deeply sorry for this. Unfortunately, due to time constraints, we will not be able to include the following apology video before the live show. I hope you understand. Excuse me, Mr. Producer. The editor says he's ready to add this to the beginning of the live show. Wait, I'm the editor. What the fuck? <laughs> evil laugh how do i even how do i even do the opening uh the opening scrawl after that like how do i even what do i even fucking do with that i can't i can't hello everyone welcome to stgc uh i i got nothing i got nothing i got nothing derek like that was that was that was perfect. I threw that, that together. Was perfect. Filming to, to putting it together, fifteen minutes tops. How did you, Derek? That Derek, that seems borderline impossible. How did that you have Derek, that much time? I just like to flex on Ubisoft, is all. Derek, Derek, you you mean even with a two month lead time after using the excuse that you didn't have enough time when multiple days were before you, oh, you were able to throw it together? It will throw together a. Uh, a fake apology vid for the beginning of the show. Yes, yes crazy, crazy talk, man. Wow, dudes, I, it, you never cease to amaze me, Derek. We've got we, I mean, we've got the best producer in the business, the only one <laughs> who can stitch together uh, a video and add it. Uh, not and Derek. What's more impressive is that this isn't a pre-recorded show. We're live. Yeah, like that's that's amazing. ADHD incredible. Wow, <laughs> that's fucking that's fucking cool. Well, anyway, welcome, and that could be any one of my tweets, by the way. Like it, it like literally, <laughs> that could be any one of my tweets. Welcome to SDGC for Thursday. Uh, it's September the tenth. Um, I this this year just keeps on going. It won't fucking end. I can't believe it's only September. Um, uh, really cool uh, community member on the podcast with us tonight, uh, Brad Davis, who has been on before. It's been a couple of years since Brad's been on, but Brad has been a, a community member of SDGC for years now. And uh, just a super media. cool guy. That's bigger than community member. I mean, what's that? He was media. That's bigger than community member. We're, I don't, we're starting I, I, with the but, low title. <laughs> well, no, that's true. That's true. Brad hasn't. But Brad, are you still doing the D pad? Like, is that is that? Something yeah, like I am. That? I am. Yeah, I'm just uh, trying to reboot it in the right way. And it, like you said before, this year has been crazy, so that's played a big role in why I haven't had the time to to do it properly. But I'm, I'm currently planning to do it alongside the new consoles coming uh, in a few months. Oh, that's fantastic, dude! That's gonna be great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Brad, it's always it's been a while since you've been on, and uh, I'm really uh, I'm really happy you're here. Um, yeah. Do we so uh, real quick, Derek? Do we want to explain about the the captions, the closed captions? Yeah, yeah. We are testing an experimental method um, for closed captions with this show. Um, so you should 
in theory, in the Twitch player, be able to toggle closed captions on and off. They are embedded as like metadata under the stream. They are not hard-coded on the video, so you should be able to turn it on and off on Twitch itself. Um, that is not going to do anything for the podcast itself, uh, and I don't think that they're going to carry over to YouTube, but this will at least make the live show, in theory, more accessible uh, or accessible period to to many hard of hearing potential viewers. Um, again, this is a test. We're going to test this out a couple times and see how it works out. Um, this is auto captions. We obviously are not paying for live closed captioning, so there's going to be errors. I apologize. This is all, you know, we're like I said on Twitter, we're a broke lefty podcast. We do not have the money to drop, you know, 100 plus bucks an episode to do live closed captioning. Um, We're actually paying Bronson to just sit there and type as fast as he can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the captions just go fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> but, no, but uh, like, seriously, ser all, all credit to Derek uh, for for getting that up and running and, and making it work. That's, that's yet um, another. I saw people talking about it again on Twitter, and I, I, every time it happens, I bang my head against the wall for a couple days and can't figure it out. Um, and and I think I've got this working. Um, so yeah, it was like a 72 hour just drunken fugue of of getting closed captioning up and running. So we'll see if it sticks. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we got a uh, uh for for everybody listening um on iTunes and other podcast services. Uh obviously, uh I'm here, Brad is here, Derek's here. We've also got Jeff. I'm here. One half of our media team and Justin. Hello. Hello, Justin. Uh, and there is actually a shit ton of stuff to talk about. We had to um, cut topics. After, <laughs> it's crazy. And yeah, like after kind of a dry, uh, a dry Indian summer in gaming, so to speak, we have uh, quite a few topics to talk about. Um, so much so that, like Derek said, we actually had to pick and choose, which is something we have not had to do in months. Uh, so this is actually a very nice change of pace. And we are going to start, as always with talking about Final Fantasy VI. Um, well, we've been playing. Final Fantasy VI came out in 1995. Dude, we don't have time for the bit. We gotta all right, go. All right, whatever, man. Fine, <laughs> fuck it. Just talk about what you've been playing. Brad, you're our guest. You go first. <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Tony Hawk. And that's oh, pretty much been it. You're, you're, speaking, so. you're, speaking Jeff's, you're speaking Jeff's language. Yeah, Jeff, nothing really else outside of that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say my bit about it. Yeah. After Brad, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Don't interrupt. Yeah, can't, really, can't really say anything else. Yeah, because I haven't. I've been playing. Uh, I play a little bit of Fall Guys, but it's mainly been Tony Hawk uh, this past week. So I yeah, enjoying it a lot. I haven't fired up Tony Hawk yet. Um, is it is it basically a, a one to one remake of the of Tony Hawk One and Two? Um, like like yeah. how much actual new content is there? Like like what's what's different about this as opposed to the old uh, PlayStation era games? It's uh, it's a remake, but it's also new in the fact that they just added so much onto what was there before, and they also added the move set from the uh, later Tony Hawk games, uh, Tony Hawk Four in Underground. So getting used to those controls and those moves in in the levels of the first two games has been kind of a hard thing for me to do. But once you get in, you 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 know get get the flow going with the combos, you're pretty much set. So that's pretty much where I've been at. I've been trying to play online, but online is still kind of iffy for me because I'm still not used to doing long combo lines on Tony Hawk 1 and 2 levels. Um, the levels in the later games were better designed for, for those types of combos. 
since the uh, move sets were improved on in those games. But other than that, it, it's, it's a really fun game. It's definitely one of my favorite games this year. And uh, I do think that it's going to do really well since I believe the attention it's got has even surprised uh, people behind it, even Tony Hawk probably. Well, I mean, apparently, like just in the UK, it sold what, like, I, I think they said three times as much as the Avengers did. Oh, wow. um, I didn't no. know that. Wow. Avengers was number one. Tony Hawk oh, well, was okay. number two. Okay. I don't think so. Nope. I, I looked at the list. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'll have to double check the one. No, I, it was I, Tony Hawk sold like something like four thousand percent of what Tony Hawk Five did, or something. Well, that's not saying much. Maybe that Hawk Five was that was the number. Yeah, Tony, Hawk, that 5, Tony Hawk Five sold five copies. Yeah, no. Avengers was number was number one in the UK for those physical charts. I remember. Okay. okay. Well, you know what, Justin? Just, just whatever, man. I don't care what you remember. Um, yeah, I, I hate I hate calling that game Twenty Hawk Five. It should not have a five. <laughs> I not be a part of that series at all. It's just they called yeah. it Tony Hawk Five because that uh, that was the average review score uh, for the game. Uh, I think it was actually 10. lower. <laughs> Probably. I, I do too. Yeah, I believe it got like a thirty on Medic. Jeff, you. So no, it was bad. It was it was real fucking bad. Yeah, um, yeah. Jeff, you've been playing Tony Hawk too. Um, and uh, dude, dude, I know that you want to speak on this because you you are an actual skater. Like he's at least you, in, in the past, he's a skater boy. He like once said, see you later, boy. It, <laughs> stop, stop, stop. That we will not have Avril Lavigne lyrics <laughs> on uh, on this podcast. Jeff, talk to me a little bit about your experience with Tony Hawk so far. John, I, I want to start with one word, and that word is perfection. Oh, right? I'm shocked. <laughs> it's, not, it's, not a word, it's not a word to be thrown around lightly, if ever. But today, I'm going to talk to you about perfection. I'm going to talk to you about Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2, the remake of two titles in one of the best and most acclaimed series in modern history. Did you write this? These games are a perfect harmony of skate culture, music, and video games. They actively make their individual components even better. Every indie nose bone is complimented by Greg Graffin's iconic voice. I'm sure Papa Roach sucks ass, but am I really going to skip Blood Brothers when that shit hits? Of course not. You can feel the torn hoodies and baggy jeans on these characters. And the texture of the gouged trucks and the dirty bearings. It immerses you in a world where the corporate branding of DC shoes feels intimate and personal. All of this exists inside a video game that is simultaneously arcadey goofball nonsense and high culture art. An elegant dance of acrobatics accessible to everyone, yet only mastered by those truly dedicated to the practices of Rodney Mullen. Now, how could this be improved on, you ask? I, I didn't think it could until now. You want visuals? Every skater and environment has been modernized without compromising the original vision. Warehouse still looks grungy and neglected. Mall is a dim capitalist hell. School is an empty dystopian reflection on the fleeting nature of youth you want combos you want combos this collection pulls the best mechanics from every game into one single package yet offers up unlockable classic controls for those of us too old and stubborn to change you want performance this game is 60 frames per second on every system and on pc has uncapped frame rates 144 hertz support ultra wide 4k hdr you name it everything is here and it glides along like a finely waxed railing you want representation? i'm not done yet i'm not done yet you want representation there's eight new skaters only which two are white dudes the rest of the roster gave a platform for women, non-binary, and bi-POC folks to show off their stuff. Creative skaters have no assigned genders. You just make them look however the fuck you want. This remake is revolutionary. It's life-affirming. It's no hyperbole to say it's the best thing ever made. 
It keeps everything great about these classics and polishes them up to a blinding shine. Everything in this game looks, sounds, and feels right. It wraps you up in a blanket and tells you everything's going to be okay. And you know what? <laughs> I believe it. I believe it. That's been SDGC for Thursday, September 10th. Everybody take care of each other. Yeah. We'll see you next Jeff, week. Found our Jeff, would you say the only thing you don't like about Tony Hawk 1 and 2 is that it's too good? That would be accurate, Justin. <laughs> that would be accurate. I got nothing else. Jeff, Jeff, the only thing that? Jeff, the only thing Jeff doesn't like about Tony Hawk is that the game eventually ends. One day, what that that game has an endpoint, and and that's the only thing Jeff can fault with. I it. mean, I've already hundred percent at all the levels, so I'm like looking at my PS2 and Tony Hawk Three, and I might just fire that up. Jeff, I, Jeff, I have to ask a, a serious question: How long did it take you to write that? Or or you think or, wrote that? You no, know, no, no. I just want to, I just, I just, let's be clear, Jeff, was that just ad lib straight from your heart? Uh, absolutely not. Cause I would have stumbled a few times, <laughs> but I only wrote like one draft of it. So, uh, yeah, it took me less than it took Derek to write his apology. Probably. <laughs> oh. That oh was God. fucking fat. Like, I mean, I guess I'll try to follow up on that. <laughs> Um, I, I don't, I don't have anything prepared. Unfortunately, I have nothing prepared for this. Um, I've been playing. So like ever since we found out about Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, I've been playing a shitload of Zelda because all of a sudden I'm going to, I got a massive Zelda Jones that I've got to, I've got to take care of. So, uh, I've got about like 200 hours of Breath of the Wild that I, I'm going to literally put another 150 hours into that now. Uh, I fired up uh, my third playthrough of Link's Awakening remake, which is still just an absolute fucking joy to behold. Um, and I played a little Hyrule Warriors, and that that game fuck that game's fucking good. I don't care what anybody says. Hyrule Warriors is one of the better Zelda games. Like like fuck the haters. I don't care if it's a Musu title. Like that game fucking that game's fucking awesome. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's kind of what, that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, just literally playing nothing but Zelda for days now. Are we uh, praising Muso titles on my show? Oh, absolutely. Somebody, <laughs> by the way, somebody, somebody gift that what, what Jeff just, or, or what, so what Jeff said, I need that. I need that uh, screen cap. I need that clip clip. What Derek does, uh, just did. I need uh -huh. that. I need that as a gift. I need what Derek just did as a gift, please. Somebody, somebody, but that's all. That's what I got right now. Justin. So I have been playing uh, Avengers. Um, that so, came out. Yeah. Yes. It yeah, came that was out, a game. And I was very, very, very critical of the game pre-release and during the beta. Um, I really gave the beta a fair shake and did not like it. However, um, I heard some very positive impressions from people I trust, so I decided to take the plunge and get and get the game. Uh, wasn't playing anything else right now, so I gave it a try, and it's really fun. Like the um, the marketing was terrible uh, for the game. The beta was an old build that did the gameplay, the performance, the bugs, the presentation, no favors. Like this game is going to be a poster child for how not to market a game because I'm a big fan of Avengers. I like brawler games. I like loot games. This should have been a slam dunk for me to pick up. I mean, I did still pick it up pretty early, but um, like I should have been amped for this game and I wasn't. And then I played it. And from the first few seconds, you know, you're playing as Kamala Khan 
um, taking in all these like really cool Avengers things. And she's like the perfect like lens to view like the Avengers through like, you know, she's like excited to see all of these um all of these like cool Avengers stuff and is reacting the way I as the player would. And she's also very fun to play on her own. Um, and she gives a lot of heart to the story. Like even like the lines and characterization are better than the beta. I was really critical of like how Bruce Banner and Thor talked in the beta and like the lines that are in the final game aren't the same line recordings as the beta. Wow. Like the controls were laggy and felt horrible in the beta. Um, but I finished the campaign and it's really good. There's still some stuff that gets in there that I was expecting and isn't great. Like the loot system is dreadful. It is one of the worst it's garbage. Like, it's it, real it is bad. the worst loot system I've ever played in a game, but the core gameplay mechanics are so much stronger than I expected. I'm having a blast playing it. It just take it takes a while. Like a couple of the characters are a bit um like Hulk and Thor are really powerful, but they're not exactly intuitive. And the game doesn't really explain how to play them too well. You kind of I kind of just had like a light bulb moment playing them and then they got really fun. But like once you level up the characters, like the loot isn't really the thing that propels me to keep building a character in this it like th this game actually has really in-depth skill trees um for each character and they're really fleshed out with a lot of moves and like a lot of synergy between things and like i really want to build up characters like that so um yeah the game's really fun it's not amazing <laughs> um like it's not a slam dunk but like there's a lot more quality to it than i expected it's not just like a cynical loot game with a you know, with a um, with a really good license attached to it. I've, um, I've actually I'm excited seen... to see how it evolves over time. Um, it seems like they have a pretty aggressive plan for rolling out new heroes and new story missions. New characters, what? Um, all for free, and like these characters honestly have a lot of gameplay depth. And if that holds the DLC characters, I'll be really impressed. So, I... um, I like, you know, it's. It's a game that still has some problems. Like, if you're waiting to pick it up, maybe for, like, like alongside the next-gen console launch or a Black Friday deal, and they patched it up a little bit, I think it'll be in great shape for that. The, the, well, I've seen more discourse about to, uh, hmm. about the glitches and uh, Bruce Banner's sculpted, curvaceous ass than I have the Bruce actual Banner got a fucking wagon, y'all. <laughs> like, like, what Bruce... Bruce, Bruce is fucking Bruce is packing some fucking some cheeks, man. Like lick it, Bruce. Yeah, no, dude. Like I, 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 I. Also, the the face melting glitches when you equip certain skins on characters is fucking chef's kiss. Oh, I, wow. I, I actually, I, Brad, I you know, have not encountered much in the way of bugs. Like there are definitely some performance issues even on PS4 Pro, but like that's when things are getting really, really chaotic. It's still quite a bit better than what the beta was. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on. Brad, have you not seen the face melting glitches? No, I haven't. Oh, Brad, Brad. Like, like when you equip certain costumes or certain skins on different characters, as the game progresses, their faces literally start melting and drooping. And like Cap's this is eyes the one Captain start. America one that, that we know. No, of? it's multiple. Is no, it's okay. multiple skins. Yeah. And, I've, but, I've only heard about the one. It, it's, I've it's only heard about that one Captain it's America. It, it's multiple skins, but but the one that's getting the most airtime is the Captain America World War II skin. 
and it, like it's de- by by like an hour in, his eyes have melted down here, and his mouth is all distorted, and he's just talking normally, and everybody's interacting. It, it it's glorious. Like I really want it to happen uh, to my game. Like it's yeah. that this is the only way to play Avengers in my opinion. I mean, I fucking love it. The game's got some bugs. It, it's gonna it's need fine. some work, and they're gonna and they're gonna fix probably the majority of them. Right, I like, would, I would imagine it's, so. it's, it probably needed a couple more months in the oven just to polish it up, right? Just to get it that last ten percent of the way, and they need to do some patches and updates, and it might be a month or two before it's really totally where they want it. But again, this is a game where they, uh, again, we've data mined. There are sixteen more characters coming compared to the six that for are free. in the box for, for like, free, right? Just and as long story, as content for each character is free which i'm expecting will be very light probably only a couple missions yeah. but but still um <laughs> add so, that up over 16 characters it's right, a decent right. amount of content so the way i see it is it's um you know this is a game that's that they assuming the game doesn't just flop out the gate they have the the roadmap in place to keep this game alive a for the couple months in that it takes to get one or two new characters and get those bugs patched up. And then maybe that's where more people jump in. I'm not, I'm not yeah. sure, but like, I didn't I feel told- bad. I also do think that this game kind of fills a niche in like the games as a service, um, like just sphere that hasn't been filled before. You know, like we got like lot, we have lots of shooters like mm-hmm. destiny and Warframe, you know, kind of have a similar, Similar place, you know, we got a lot of Battle Royale games. We don't really have many co-op brawlers. Like, this game reminds me of, like, Gauntlet Legends. Like, playing that. that, Like, and, you know, I guess... I I didn't realize how much I wanted one of these games. And the core, you know... um, And the core gameplay is super fun. Captain America, Black Widow, and Kamala Khan are all amazing to play as. So... Combine that with, you know, a good license and filling in kind of this genre gap. I think this game is actually going to have more of a place in, you know, this whole like games as a service, like competitive scene, like competitive competing between each other than a lot of people originally thought. And um, and also it doesn't seem like it's going to be super hardcore. Like it seems like it's going to be easy to jump in and out of from what I can tell so far. Um, which is also, I think, very good, and I think fitting for the, you know, for the for the license as well. I I, I just want to say one more thing about Avengers. Like I like patch out all the bugs, but don't patch out Bruce Banner's buttermilk biscuits. No, because no, you that shit keep... that that shit makes the game. You got to like, keep that like, dump truck. You got to keep that thickness that. in there. Like brute, yeah. Like as yeah, yeah. Captain don't get America no longer holds the title of America's ass. Yeah, no, you're you are absolutely right. Bruce Banner is America's ass. I've like, got like, those exact sure. dance banners wearing too, and let me tell you, I don't I don't got no ass in them. That's <laughs> it ain't the pants. It ain't the pants doing all the work for him. That's that's all that's all banner. All that pork is him. So that's the saying. only part of the Hulk that Banner retains when he turns back to Banner. <laughs> <laughs> is that toned muscled ass. Um, so we got a lot to talk. We got a lot to talk about tonight. Did everybody? Oh, Derek. Derek needs to talk about what he's playing. Avengers. Um, Avengers but- is all I've been playing. I finally finished the story. Um, and like I said, I'm, I don't feel bad paying sixty bucks for Avengers for the length that the campaign was. It's not super super long, but I had fun with it. And I know that I'm going to pop back from time to time 
for little expansions that I don't have to pay for to try out these new characters. And I'm a big Marvel Comics fan. I've been reading Marvel Comics since I was like six or seven, I want to say. So, you know, like I look at this this long ass list of characters and, and admittedly most of them have been in the movies by now. But still, like you tell me I'm gonna get She-Hulk. Hell yeah. I just want to see if it's like classic ass like. 1980s or maybe like early 2000s She-Hulk or if it's kind of what they're doing with their it doesn't matter I'm gonna I'm gonna get comic nerdy look Avengers is good I did beat it um I'm playing a little Pikmin 2 which just brings joy to my life right Avengers was was where it was at for the last like couple weeks so however length of time time's a circle 2020 doesn't make sense anymore (laughs) yeah so uh, before we, Derek, before we hop into our first topic, just want to make a, a quick announcement. I was going to do it at the beginning of the show, but honestly, your your shit was I like I you can't top that. Yeah. So so real quick, uh, uh, as everybody knows, the November third election um, is one of the most important elections that our country has ever faced. There's a lot on the line, and uh, everybody should be familiar with uh, Khalif over at Spawn on Me. Um, next sat or next Saturday on the nineteenth, September nineteenth. Um, we are going to be collaborating with uh, Spawn on Me for their No Voter Left Behind 2020 stream to benefit vote writers. Um, and we're going to be streaming uh, on September 19th. I don't know what we're going to stream, um, but we that that is the day that we will be streaming uh, uh, in support of Spawn on Me and Khalif's initiative. Uh, and this is the weekend before National Voter Registration Day, and it is extremely important that everybody get out there and register to vote, um, because the future of the country is on the line. And you know, this is this is more important than video games. This is more important than than talking about video game news. Like like this is this is real shit. And we would really love it if you came out to support Spawn on Me uh, and the uh, and their support of vote writers. Uh, uh, next week, and especially uh, right here on SCGC on September 19th, yeah. uh, where we will be streaming in support of that. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, all right. Do we want to start with Xbox first? Yeah. Is yeah, that what we're going yeah. to kick this off console first? News. Let's get some hard news right. out there. We've been waiting on this, y'all. Why Why tease people? Why <laughs> make them wait any longer? All right. Who wants to, who, who wants <laughs> to kick the Xbox topic Sony. off? Also, I'll summarize it. I'll kind of summarize everything that kind of kicked off. So at 10 p.m. on Labor Day, uh, <laughs> Brad Sams posted. Uh, it was Brad. Was it? Wait, shit. Was it Brad Sams or Tom Warren? They both. It's Brad Sams. Oh, it was Brad. Microsoft. It yeah. was Brad Sams. OK, yeah. uh, Brad Sams posted a picture of the Xbox Series S uh, and the price point of $299, which is the Series S is one of the worst kept secrets in games. That thing leaked in 2018, um, and they had not. And you know, we have seen retail boxes of new controllers mm-hmm. referencing it, and nothing had been announced about this controller. Uh, he finally just went ahead and pulled it uh, that same night. Windows Central, uh, Jez Gordon from Windows Central, posted an article saying that you know, also confirming that price and design. And that the Xbox Series X uh, would be $499, and both would be launching on November 10th. A um, couple hours later, we ha- there was some you know funny, nervous posts from the Xbox Twitter account. Mm-hmm. But uh, the next day, they did confirm all that information. It was accurate. Um, so there are two next-gen Xboxes coming on November 10th. 
the Xbox Series X, which is the big boy, at $499, and the Xbox Series S, which is, you know, smaller, more affordable model with uh, much lower specifications, for $299. Um, and a couple games like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Yakuza 7, um, and a couple other things shifted their release dates to kind of coincide with with the console launches. So we finally got the information that, like, the, the standoff between Sony and Microsoft that has been going on since June has now ended because of a leak, um, which at this point, like, it seems like both were just going to wait till the other one went. So I feel like this is the only way we were actually going to get information. Um, but yeah, like, there's been a lot of positive reaction to uh, the Series S price point. Um, oh, they also announced uh, you'll be able to buy these consoles with Xbox All Access pricing, where uh, you can get the console as well as Game Pass Ultimate um, for $25 a month with the Series S, $35 a month with the Series X, um, which is kind of cool. Um, and then EA Play, which is the renamed version of EA Access, which is very confusing because their event earlier this year was called EA Play, and then they changed the name of their subscription service to ea play very confusing uh but um that is now also a part of game pass ultimate um so yeah some really big uh moves and announcements from xbox this week uh brad you're an xbox guy uh at least more so than i am like is is this what you like the the 299 price tag uh for the series s honestly took me by surprise um is is this what you expected i i can't imagine it i can't imagine it is right like that's that's super affordable for a next generation console it's funny you say that because if anything i i was expecting honestly it's to be 299 at at you know uh max because that's the only way that the console made sense to me was if it was that that price point um yeah it's as was uh stated by microsoft they uh made it a pretty much a box for people that don't that do not have 4k tvs but still want that next gen uh gaming and uh i think that that price point is gonna do really well i mean same price as a switch it's like that's fucking wild that's the part that yeah it is yeah yeah it it reminds me of uh back in the 360 days with the wii 60 uh i guess meme you could call it yeah yeah how you could buy a wii and a 360 and it was pretty much the same price as a ps3 like that that's where it's going. Like I, I could see possibly Xbox Series S on top of a Switch being close to the same price as a PS five. Not the disc ver- not the digital version, but the disc version. Yeah, but we'll we'll see how that goes. Yeah. How from a from a spec perspective, I'm I'm fucking stupid on this shit. Like I'm I, I play video I I'm I'm like, oh video game, I'm gonna play it. I don't know. I'm I am stupid when it comes to specs. Like when I hear Terraflop <laughs> You know, when I hear teraflop, you I'm like, rang. "Oh shit, that's a you fucking <laughs> that, that that's a fucking Macho Man Randy Savage move off the top rope." Like, like you know, John, I, I've, oh, been, I've been pouring over this big teraflop. You know, like that's, that's John. I've, I think. I, I've been pouring over this stuff for like the past two years. What do you need to know? <laughs> well, I, what, well, what I want to know is how does this compare to the Xbox Series X spec wise? Like, am I okay? Like, like so, basically, well, hold, C- hold on. It, well, well, hold on. Specifically, specifically, is the differential worth me paying an extra two hundred dollars? Yes, easy. Um, oh, for oh, somebody that I think, so there's a few things. One, this I, I guess I should go over. I should have gone over the differences between the Series S and the Series X, shouldn't I? One, 
Series S is a digital only system. It does not have a disk drive. Um, so you will not be able to get, you know, used games. You will that's, not be that, able to yeah, bring that, any. That's good for me, though. I don't do physical. Like That's fine. I'm just ever, listing so. off the differences. I'm just listing off the differences. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, it also only has a 512 gigabyte SSD, whereas the Series Weak. X has uh, one terabyte SSD. That's actually um, 500. That's that's yeah. Ooh, that's that's pr- that's pretty substantial. Yeah, um, and especially yeah. since like Call of Duty Warzone is like 220 gigabytes. This model is targeting people that like Call of Duty and, and sports games, and <laughs> yeah. you buy just just you can have one games, of these. You're already set. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing. It kind of depends because we don't have confirmation. Remember that a lot of the very, very massive install sizes for current games has to do with repeated data because they're installing to what they assume is a physical hard drive because Mm -hmm. every game is guaranteed to be going to an to a solid state drive. Um, I've I've seen some games where if you were to chop all the instances of repeated data out, you could cut a third or more off of the file size of some of these larger installs. So right, but, I'm but just not sure they're going to gonna recompile Call of Duty. Right, like, they have to I'm not sure they're going to do, do a full recompile of Call of Duty. That's the thing. Um, I think after the cross gen period, that'll become more common because right now some developers are launching on like nine platforms this fall, um, which is another part of it. But yeah, so there is a slight. Ch- down clock in CPU, very, very slight. The three, the CPUs of all three versions of the next-gen consoles are basically the same. They're all kind of within margin of error <laughs> clock speeds. CPU, fine. The, big, the biggest change is the GPU is a third of the power of the, the Series X. The Series X is a 12-teraflop GPU. The Series S is a 4-teraflop GPU. So, um, it also has less RAM. It only has, I think, 10 gigs of RAM, whereas the Series X has 16. And that the RAM is kind of the one thing that makes, makes me pause a little bit more so than just, oh, they just have to drop the resolution because they're going to have to, you know, lower textures as well as other things. Like, there's going to be more changes than just the resolution shift. Um, I, I think it's but, I think, like, I think it's important. But you can tell, you can tell they kind of looked at every single bit and see where they could pull back without like actually like really holding back next gen games. Like I think there's still going to be some, uh, some like you know some differences between the platforms. But like I think for two ninety, I think two ninety nine is the only price that ever made sense for this system because any less, and you would either be taking a massive launch. Oh, sorry, massive loss, or the specs would be way too low for the idea to work. Um, and then if it costs any more, then it kind of makes What's the point, the point yeah. of doing a cheaper model, uh, so, a, che- a cheaper model, you know, pointless. So two ninety nine is seems like the only only price point that ever really made sense for this device. So um, I, I want to kick it over to Brad. Brad. Um, if you had it, like, like obviously, like you're probably gonna get in on one of these, right? Like you're you're gonna oh, yeah. pick up, yeah. Like, 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 is the is the power yeah. differential, like, you know, economy is kind of shit right now. Is the is the power okay. differential important enough, or or is the gap wide enough for you to justify spending that 
extra $200 for an X as opposed to an, uh, a discless S? Like for me, since I have Xbox One X, it is because that, that'll be the bigger boost. Like I, I probably okay. wouldn't see much if I went to Series S. But if I had an Xbox One S or even the original uh, Xbox One still from 2013, then I could see myself getting an S and, and being happy with that. And then possibly waiting for the X to get like a price drop in the middle of the gen and going to, to that for, for an upgrade. Yeah, it, it, It's going to be really interesting to me to see a game like for like let's just take halo infinite as an example right it's going to be really interesting to me to see halo infinite playing on a series s as opposed to a series x um because obviously both of these consoles are are gonna have to play be able to play the same games right like you can't you can't gate games on an xbox one x and have them not able to play on an s like that that would be that would be fucking crazy like you you absolutely cannot do that so you know it is going to be for me. I'm, I'm going to play wait and see. Wait and see on this one. To be perfectly mm-hmm. honest with you, because I, I don't feel a pressing need to run out and grab an Xbox One S or X right off the bat until I've seen mm-hmm. uh, until I've seen what the actual differential looks like to to my to my eyes. Derek, go ahead. You got your hand up, bud. Yeah, yeah I have a I have a a uh, pressing question and then an observation. And the question's one none of us can answer yet. <laughs> but um, I am curious. So obviously all of this power difference between the Series S and the Series X, the Series X is targeting 4K native, the Series S is not. I think they said that it's it's targeting up to like 1440p, which realistically mm-hmm. most people who own a Series S are going to put it in 1080p. There's not 1440p TVs. Um, and I don't even it's know. It's probably going to be between like 1080 and 1440, right, like right. in terms of internal resolution um, sure. a lot and, of the time, I'm guessing. Display, of course, but... But my question yeah. becomes, how different, if we take Halo Infinite as an example, does Halo Infinite look on a 1080p HDTV on the Series S and the Series X? Like, how how big is that difference at only 1080p? Well, is considering it runs X- on the original Xbox One, like, I'm assuming probably the S and X will both be yeah. pretty much max settings, just different resolutions. That's actually a really good Halo Inf- point. It's H- going to be cool to see Halo Infinite, Halo Infinite is a four different levels yeah. of Xbox in a way. Like, like Xbox One X the thing that's very interesting, is going to be wild. The thing that's really interesting to me about that is like I could almost see a scenario where it runs at like 30 FPS but at a higher resolution on like the Xbox One X than it would okay. on the Series mm-hmm. S, but it runs at like a full 60 FPS at a lower resolution, but maybe but like maybe with the additional ray tracing features like yeah. on yeah. the Series S, it's gonna be really strange to see these like comparisons, and especially since yeah. Microsoft has been like all about teraflops in their marketing um ever since they announced the Xbox One X. It is kind of a weird thing to see. So I'm very interested to see some of those comparisons. Yeah, I so I yeah. I cannot wait for that that four panel Xbox One like vanilla slash S your Xbox One All X yeah. your Series S your Series X comparison. I think that's going to be very very interesting. Um, and then the the observation is the way I see it, the Series S is almost more targeted to people who have not been a part of the Microsoft ecosystem to this point oh, or yeah. last I agree. Microsoft yep. gamers. Because my thing is, if you've got yep. an Xbox series, if you got an Xbox one of any form right now, 
and you've got anything of a physical collection, you ain't moving forward mm-hmm. to the series. S. Yeah. There's no disc drive. Yeah. Uh, if you've been doing backwards compatibility by your physical 360 and original Xbox discs, series S is not going to be for you. You're going to have to move to the Xbox series X in order to maintain the the xbox lifestyle that you're kind of used to <laughs> however derek real quick real, yeah. if i could interject real quick now now if you're if your xbox one x games library is all digital then you could i sure, mean sure, you sure. Could just, right yeah right. okay i just yeah. okay right 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 okay but um but yeah like if you've got if you've been taking advantage of of backwards compatibility through discs i mean there's a lot of people who you know not a lot of people who had the original xbox but who had a 360 right and then moved on to the Xbox 1 and we'll move on to the Xbox series whatever um and and I mean I know a lot of people who still got like shelves of of Xbox games and you're going to have to move to the series X that's not a bad thing just saying like that's the upgrade path you kind of have to go to but also if you're currently an Xbox 1 owner you probably want that bigger jump um you know Xbox's fan base has has largely moved on and accepted the Xbox 1 X as kind of the the main output of the xbox for these you know this last however long it's been out um so you're offering them an actual upgrade path but for someone like me i mean i had a 360 for a while i might have some digital things purchased probably not much i don't have any games sitting around i never got an xbox one um if i was gonna get an xbox the series s is an awful attractive option for someone like me you know So, uh, I think, I think it, it, and if you're somebody who hasn't played a lot of video games, uh, I've got like coworkers who are parents now who haven't owned a console since like, you know, the PS2. And if they're looking to get into something, you tell them, Hey, you can get a brand new system for 300 bucks and you can get game pass and have like Netflix for video games. And, and, and that, or $25 a month. Yeah. That retail bundle that they're doing, which is every time they do this with an Xbox consoles really fucking smart and people always underestimate it. I was working at Best Buy when they did it with the, the slim, super slim Xbox 360 for the first time. And people have no idea how, how big that is, but yeah, you tell somebody they can get, 300 bucks, get this box, pay a subscription for games and just pick and play what they want. Like, bam, you're pulling so many people back in potentially. So I, Justin, I know you get your hand up. I, I, I want to, I want to kick something over to Jeff real quick. Um, sure. because, because Jeff is one half of our social media team. We, you know, we, we have to, we have to spare a word for Microsoft's, uh, uh, social media team because they handled this leak masterfully. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they, they they really really did uh and you know it's like from that tweet where like you know the guy was just like what do we do now and um it, this they could not ha- they could not have handled it better um and jeff i wanted to see what 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 you thought about this because that is a level of self-awareness from a social media team in this industry that we rarely see uh, well, it's funny because I'm. You mentioned I'm part of a social media team, but I'm not actually on Twitter, so I didn't actually see any of those tweets. So. <laughs> I only logged well, on to post stuff from the official account. Um, so I'm sorry, I, I'm not really a good. Uh, well, goddamn it! <laughs> yeah, the social media guy who's not on social media. Um, so yeah, I don't. I don't really have an opinion. One thing I do find interesting is I see it in a lot of marketing. Uh, they keep talking about 120 FPS. 120 frames per second. They mentioned Gears 5 is going to have some mode of that that runs in the Xbox One S. And what I'm really curious about, this is getting a little 
technical. Um, they haven't talked much about how resolutions are going to work on the systems. On the computer, when I hook up my computer to my monitor, I can pick whatever resolution I want to output at. That's not really the case with the PlayStation and the Xbox right now. It kind of just, if you have a 4K TV and it detects it, it just kind of throws you into that mode. You can't explicitly pick from like 20 different um, resolutions. Uh, yeah, so the issue, usually too. yeah, yeah. Like performance versus resolution. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so the issue I see is that, from my understanding, basically nobody's TV supports 4K 120, uh, unless you got like a, the, the okay, cream so of the crop. A, it's becoming cheap. It's it's more of a future proof for as this generation goes on option. Like there are TVs that do support it now and they support it very well, actually, uh, with the new HDMI 2.1 spec. So like right now they're kind of rare, but in a year or two, like almost all manufacturers are, I think probably next year is when we're going to start seeing it come down to mid range. And then the following year come down to like, you know, cheaper TVs like Vizio's getting into OLEDs and stuff this year. And they're going to have 4K 120 HDR support and stuff. And Vizio yeah. is a brand that's usually within reach for a lot of people. I, I get that. But the adoption is so slow. Like, I think even even in four years, I would be surprised if 5% of TVs, I'd be shocked if if the 5% of TVs in people's houses supported that. So I don't oh, just, I just, okay. I, I find yeah, it interesting. I, Sorry, Brad. What what do you got? No, I, I was gonna say yeah. When you said five percent, I, I I thought you were gonna say five percent of TVs. So I was gonna say no. Pretty much all of them should have it by then. But um, yeah, yeah. If, like, if owners, yeah, don't upgrade, then mm. yeah, I could I could see something around there. Because I, I feel like this last generation, like a lot of people bought 4K TVs recently with all these new mid-gen consoles and get ready for next gen and stuff like that. Like I just bought one a year ago. And it it's only 4K 60, and I'm like I spent 1,500 bucks on that. I'm not upgrading for like <laughs> till this one dies, basically. So yeah. you know, it just I was surprised to see them pushing that. I think it's going to be confusing to some people. I think a lot of people uh, are going to be expecting to play that. I'm just curious about how the options are going to work because in theory, if your TV doesn't support 4K 120, uh, it, a ton of TVs are 120 hertz at 1080p. But like, can I go into the Xbox and choose 1080p 120? Or is it just going to automatically throw me to 4K? I don't know. It's it's just interesting. I'm I'm curious to see how they're going to make that user friendly. Usually, the handshake, the HDMI handshake, should be able to see what refresh rate you can handle at what resolution. So that should be pretty streamlined. Um, I think. Do you think like you might boot it up and it's going to be like, oh, what resolution, what frame rate do you want to play at? I well, I I, I I'm assuming any 120 FPS mode is an optional mode. Um, oh, so it might kick you, you back down to 1080 or something like that if your TV yeah. doesn't. Oh yeah, I, especially on the Series S, I don't think we're getting yeah, yeah, we're not getting 1080p, 120 FPS. Like you, um, you'd be surprised with Gears because that thing runs over 100 frames on some pretty modest hardware at, at 4K. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, there's. Uh, Real quick, real quick. There's, I, there's, no. Okay, no. Sorry, Justin. Sorry, there was a little bit of a delay on my end. Go ahead, bud. Um, because I kind of wanted to build off of some of what Derek was saying. Like, um, you know, this generation, I like, I 
played on Xbox a lot in high school and college, but they were all my friend's systems. Like, my roommate in college had a 360. I lived with him for three years and was good friends with him my freshman year as well. So it was like, I didn't need to buy one myself. Um, And then, you know, this generation with, you know, kind of the lack of first-party output that um, Microsoft had, I really didn't feel like I was missing out on too much. But the Series S and, you know you know, the acquisition of all these new studios and stuff actually makes me want to, you know, grab it. Like, I, I'm i somebody that likes... I like to have my library it kind of unified. Like, a PS5 is always going to be my primary system. Um, especially because also I've talked about, like, DualShock controllers. I get, have wrist issues. DualShocks are, like, the one type of controller that don't give me wrist pain. So, like, that's kind of a major factor for me. Also a big fan of Sony's first-party studios. Also, and Demon's like, Souls, like, that's the reason I'm picking up a, a launch PS5, so... <laughs> um, but, uh, like, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Um, I tend to do that to people. But, and, and also, I, um, you know, I don't like the whole, if I'm buying a third-party game, it's like, oh, where do I buy it? Like, I want, I'd rather play it on PlayStation just because I can avoid wrist pain <laughs> by playing it there. Right. But if I had a more powerful system, it would be like, oh, shit, like, which one do I grab? But like a Series S, like, I can still easily keep a PS5 as my primary, and I can still play all the Game Pass games. I can play Halo again, because I love Halo, um, and I really miss having a way of playing that. So I'm excited. I'm going to grab a Series S at one point. Like, I think it's going to be an easy thing for me. It'll be interesting to see how that evolves over the generation. Like, do eventually they just discontinue it and then just have the X, like, once they can get the price down on that? Um, And then, you know, they have a built-in upgrade path, too, because, like, if somebody upgrades to a 4K TV and, you know, they didn't have one early on, but they get a 4K 120 FPS TV and want to upgrade and really take advantage of it, they're going to go from, like, Series S to a Series X. Um, I think there's a lot of really cool stuff that this opens up. I do have some concerns on the developer side um, because I do think this is going to add some development time that could have maybe been used uh, to kind of focus on the Series X and push it past the PS5 a little bit. I think maybe some of that will just be to make sure all the, you know, both Xbox versions are good because it's a little bit different than just scaling up like with the Pro and the Xbox One X, um, just scaling up resolution a bit. Um, So I'm interested to see it from a dev side, but like... I do think I do think it's a good strategy, um, and so I, I'm I'm really interested to see where it goes. I want to I want to cut in here and make one last point before we uh, move on to uh, I think we're are we doing Ubisoft next, um, real quick. And I want to kick this over to Brad. Um, this was announced so like we like this leak happened what Tuesday I think um, was it Tuesday that this this all went Monday down Monday night. Monday night, and then Tuesday, Microsoft kind of said, okay, well, cat's out of the bag, so here we go. Um, Every day now that we don't hear from Sony, their silence is more and more deafening. Um, And so, Brad, what do you think, man? Like, dude, they've got to play their hand soon. Like, I, I, I mean, you know... It would be ideal for them to say something this month, but... I mean, honestly, as long as they announce a good price, I think they're fine either way. I, I, but this, to me, kind of screams, oh, shit, we were going to come in at five ninety nine. What do we do now? Like, I, I mean... There's, okay, 
there's no reason for the PS5 to be $599. I like no. Like we had reports from Bloomberg earlier this year that said the PS5 like was higher than expected from Sony's manufacturing costs and it was still less than the Series X. There's absolutely no there is no way the PS5 is $599. Like tech-wise, there's no reason for it. Like the tech in the PS5 and the Series X are um, is very similar. Uh, Microsoft just allocated more money to the GPU, Sony to the SSD. They're very similar component-wise. Like, there's no way it's going to be five ninety-nine. So uh, I think we've I think we've kind of milked the Xbox topic for all it's worth, uh, and now we uh, we got Ubisoft next. Um, boy oh boy, do we have Ubisoft next? Uh, so today was the Ubisoft Forward uh conference uh in which we learned about a bunch of games coming out um a a a ubisoft direct uh for lack of a better term uh one that did not lead with a video from eves gimo uh uh, you know discussing all of the really bad shit happening at ubisoft right now uh which it should have um you know uh, and like all you know, all jokes aside, before we talk about what Ubisoft showed, like that's that that that's bullshit. That's garbage. That apology, that um, that statement of we're making changes here at Ubisoft should have happened, should have been attached to that Ubisoft forward. And the fact that it wasn't is unconscionable. Um, and really really makes me question my support of Ubisoft going forward. That's my own personal opinion. That's not the podcast opinion. Um, I, I, people can people can uh, opine on that however they want. But my personal opinion is that that I will I will think twice about supporting Ubisoft with with my money going forward. If if that's the kind of because human beings should always come before games, not the other way around. Um, and that warm shit we were spoon fed on Twitter about how we hear you and we simply didn't have time. Derek, we, we know that's bullshit. Like you as a yeah. producer know that's bullshit. Yeah, as a, as a producer. Well, more just video editing than anything to do with, with being a producer. Um, but anybody who's done any amount of video editing on their own before knows that their excuse about time constraints preventing them from placing that little four minute video at the beginning of the Ubisoft. It, it's horseshit. I mean, it would have, mm -hmm. if, if both videos were together or, or if, sorry, if both videos, the assets for both, meaning that they filmed Eve's giving that talk days ago, that wasn't, he didn't get up, drink his coffee, throw a shirt on. And then they pulled a camera in front of him. That was filmed days ago in a and, controlled environment with yes, yeah yes like, exactly yeah um yeah. that those ass i mean and probably more than days ago if you want to be honest uh you know this stuff is done far far in advance the ubisoft forward was put together well in advance i mean all the assets for that were were done oh that shit takes a month today. to cobble together and i'm not even a, i'm not a video producer and i know that yeah. like so I mean, it, so if they had everything it would have taken them effectively no time to in whatever video editing program they use, whether they use Avid, whether they use Adobe, like whatever, they, they would have opened that up, 
They would have shifted all that shit down the timeline about five minutes. They would have dropped <laughs> a four-minute video in there. I'm a video editor, so yep, yeah. They would have rippled right, yeah, the lead yeah, of exactly. that gap and thrown some transitions in there and re-exported that shit. And even if it's a high bitrate export at 4K, which you presume it is, maybe that takes an hour or two. Probably not. Not on the kind of editing rigs that they have in their edit bays. But, but let's just say... And then let's say that takes another hour or two to upload it. It doesn't. It doesn't. But let's just say it does. A um, couple hours of 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 waiting, not even man like labor hours uh, to get this completely re-exported and re-uploaded with the what it is. And and I it's so rare that I come out this strong and call something a, a, a flat out lie from like PR. But it's a lie. They could have done it and they didn't do it because the vast majority of of people who interface with video games don't know about the story because they don't hang around on Twitter or IGN or Kotaku mm-hmm. or Polygon. They pick up games and they talk about games on Facebook and this story didn't get a lot of Facebook traction. So if they don't put it at the beginning of the stream that everyone's going to watch, most people aren't going to see it. Most people aren't looking on Twitter for this video. So they know that they can get away with it. So Justin, Justin go ahead. You got hands up. So this is all I really want to say on this topic because it's really complex. I have a lot of emotions on it and I would really get going if I, yeah. if I started the thing that I think is so insulting about this excuse, aside from the fact that you have an audience that is well-versed in technology yeah. and like follows streamers and video editors on YouTube and stuff. And has probably seen and heard them talk about their process. Like th- not a single person bought this. The fact that they used the same fucking excuse two months ago when they had the first Ubisoft. I, forward yeah, I noticed that. I noticed that. Yeah. Like that is the thing that's so insulting because I could, I kind of bought it then. You know what? We were in, that was like at the height of COVID stuff. That was an event that had been planned. It had been announced a month in advance. And like a lot of these allegations just came out within like two, three days of that event. Fine. You know what? I could buy it then. When you have months, months to prepare and you are still under extreme scrutiny for this sort of thing. We didn't have time is not a valid answer. Like, even if there is any semblance of truth in that, you should have been planning to make time. And, you know, like, I, I, I don't want to go too I, that, deep that's, Sorry, that's all I have to no, say. No, 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 dude, dude, of course. I was going to say, like, Brad, go ahead, please. No, I, I was just going to say the situation is too serious for you to. To, to wait so long to, to make a statement. I mean, something like that should have been done within a week, to be honest, even if it meant just holding the phone and, and talking and, and uploading that to your feed, in my opinion. Um, and I, I, I talked to somebody and, you know, they, they uh, mentioned the fact that messages have to go through multiple teams before they get sent. But at the same time, it's just, this is too important of an issue to, to hold back and, and try to, I guess you say uh, you you could say uh, try to make more presentable on multiple social media platforms. You know, just get it out because to me, something like this it doesn't need a really presentable, uh, marketable PR uh, presentation. You just want that message to be out in terms of what you're going to do as a company to prevent those issues from happening again. So 
yeah so all, all the their their uh i guess you say excuses and and their uh hold back on just saying anything for for weeks and even months is just it, it, it's not good it and it, to be honest i feel that it would have been better for them not to say anything at all because i mean to wait this long just to say what they said it's like a slap in the face. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and it's, but not just to like, you know, there, there are two tiers of victims here. Like there are the, there are the victims of abuse who are at the top tier. Um, and then there are the employees uh, of Ubisoft who have yeah. nothing to do with any of this and good people like Yusuf and Belinda who are friends and just want to, just want to go to work and make great games and, and talk about passionately about things that they love. Um, and, and this, this is something that they've, and, this is something that 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 they've got to wear around their necks now because they're they're you know their good names are attached to Ubisoft and a company that is being run by a, a family like Eve's family runs Ubisoft. It's a it's a family monopoly and it's really unfortunate uh, because while I like I feel weird giving Ubisoft my money right now, I also want to support all the good work. That all, all you know, all the devs and marketing team individuals who have nothing to do with any of this, <laughs> you, you know, like I, those are the people I want to support. So I want to be very clear to people who are watching and listening to us later. Um, when we talk about issues with Ubisoft, we're talking about like the top tiers of leadership. We're not talking about the rank and file who are just there to do their jobs. Um, uh, having said that, on this podcast, we are always going to stand, always going to stand with victims. Period. Um, and, and we're not going to mince words about that. Uh, so, so yeah, like, like it's, as far as the, um, as far as the games go that we saw today, like, like, you know, we, we, we do need to talk a little bit about that. Um, the, the, the thing that stands out in my mind the most is just how bad Prince of Persia looks. (laughs) Like, I mean, it looks so fucking bad. Like, like what, what, Jeff, did you watch any of this? Uh, no, I was working. I, I caught like a summary of, of what was there, but yeah, I didn't get to see much. Jeff, you owe it to yourself to go and see just how bad the Prince you of Persia You owe it to yourself remake. not to do that. It looks so... Like, I would have just rather them, you know, upscaled the original to 1080p and slapped it on on as a digital download. Like, I mean, this... I mean, it is... I I... I Prince of Persia Santa Time is one of my favorite games and to to see this like there's no sh- like there's no shadows anywhere Jeff not a single character in the, in the trailer casts a shadow and it is so jarring and, and, and everybody's time got originally is kind of an ugly game by today's standards so I mean but I mean yeah but like you know at this least is not much of a remake it's at least the prince didn't have the eyes of a carp that's been in the seafood section for a month like I'm, I mean, every single character in the Prince of Persia trailer is dead. They just don't know it yet, and and, and I just, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to rant about Prince of Persia. I'm really, really upset that that this timeless classic game is just being completely shat on with a and like, like, why would you get Yuri Lowenthal back to voice the prince? Cast a fucking Middle Eastern voice actor for the prince. Like, like, why are we getting like no, no disrespect to Yuri Lowenthal, but uh, y- y- you know, I mean, come on, like, this is a Middle Eastern game. 
it sounds like they cast a Middle Eastern actor as the vizier. So cast a Middle Eastern actor as the prince. And for, for somebody uh, I saw in chat about Alpha, like the game comes out in January. Like, I mean, the trailer can say alpha footage all at once. Like, I mean, the game comes out in January. There's only, there's only, unless they delay it, there's only so much they can do to feasibly be an alpha right now. I mean, if it's on a shorter development timetable, which it could be as an, as a kind of a remaster overhaul. I don't know. So. I don't know. Well, like I don't know. I just I just watched the trailer um, while you're talking, and it looks fine to me. Like I, I mean, it, look- it doesn't look amazing, but like I mean, it looks like a budget title, and I I think it's priced at a budget. So I don't know, I and so. I don't know what this is running on. Like I'm assuming, you know, crank up the settings and resolution and stuff. I think it's, it'll clean up all right. I don't. So, so here's the crazy part, Jeff. It's running on the same engine that all these Assassin's Creed games are running on. Yeah. I'll wait to reserve judgment until the well, final well. thing's out, I guess. But <laughs> look, if Avengers I don't know, is I kinda... anything, it's that sometimes games really do shape up in the last month of development. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, who knows? I'm I'm I love Prince. I love Santa Time. I I hope it I hope it turns out okay. You know? Like, but I just I don't have a lot a lot of confidence that it will. Like uh, that and the mo- that uh, I that and the the fake out with uh sam fisher I, I i like i'm not invested in splinter cell at all so i just laughed i thought that was hilarious because i know people want a new splinter or a new splinter cell game and at this point like i'm sorry guys i don't think you're getting one i don't feel good <laughs> i don't feel good at all Look, that, anybody- that splinter cell and rainbow six the operator name is zero because that's the number of Splinter Cell games yep, we're yep, getting. Yeah, no, yeah. Splinter Cell as a franchise is dead. I think. I don't think that one's coming back anytime soon. Look, y'all, I'm I'm not a big Ubisoft fan. Ubisoft, whatever the fuck. Um, this is known, right? Like, what are the two types of games I really don't get into? Is big online games and big open world Ubisoft formula games? Because it. Oh, we lost Brad. Oh, we lost Brad. Um. Because uh, we, ever since Assassin's Creed, right? Like for for two generations now, a ton of AAA games have followed the Assassin's Creed formula with towers and a billion collectibles, and just run. I just, and I'm just not. I'm just not into that. And unfortunately, Ubisoft didn't show anything that broke out. Like, like again, you, if, if we don't talk about Ubisoft games I care about, Splinter Cell used to be on there. I love the original Beyond Good and Evil. Um, I used to love uh, some of the Tom Clancy stuff, like the older, like, Ghost Recon and Rainbow Six titles. But, like, you know, I, Ubisoft makes pretty specific things now. And they're not for me. So like boycott question doesn't even come to mind. They're not making anything I would want to buy. So I mean, I'm not really a Ubisoft guy either, but, but here's a question. Was that game we saw at the end? And this is like specifically at Jeff, because this is, this is up his alley. Was that steep? Is that part of the steep franchise? Like, what is that? Like, it's like, that's the one part of the presentation I watched. Uh, Yeah. It basically looks like they took steep and threw in everything in the kitchen sink, realized that nobody bought Steep or liked Steep, uh, so they removed the Steep name and called it Rider Nation or Rider uh, Riders Republic. Riders, Riders Republic, that's what it was. Yeah, and... <laughs> that's, um, that's a really bad name. I don't know, like, I, I mean, obviously... Like I a gear store. Yeah, I love Steep. <laughs> I have, like... 
I have 30 hours in Steep. I, I thought that was a really cool. I mean, some of the execution of some of the shit in it was awful and cringy, but the, the core gameplay I thought was really fun. And I'm excited for this one almost in spite of that presentation. Like the, they showed a bit of the dirt bike, which is like, I love the idea of like all these different biomes, throwing in more sports and stuff like that. But like, I'm just over whatever this brand of Ubisoft is with the mask with the neon X eyes and the smoke coming out of the gas mask and everyone looking like they're Watch Dogs 2 character. They did it with like Rage and then that f- weird Far Cry 5 uh, spinoff. Like, I don't know why every one of these games now has loot and looks like uh, some hacker at a Dead Mouse concert. Like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's like they're it's like their aesthetic yeah. now and i don't we talk about their games like being homogenous in terms of like open worlds and gear score and loot and stuff like that but like they're doing it with the visual palette too so i don't know like tuning all that aside i'm hoping that the, the core gameplay will still be really good but i was like i was just ready for to hear that guy stop talking i i just <laughs> I, I i just i just want to point out uh and springboard off something derek said that like riders republic looks like some shit you find in the mall next to an ll bean like like that's that's that is that is exactly what i think of when i hear writers republic just a fucking a snowboard and, and skiing shop um i didn't i didn't really see anything else at ubisoft uh today that i like oh i'm sorry we need to talk about aiden pierce uh we need to talk about aiden pierce uh fucking making his glorious return to the to the watchdogs franchise do we though um, <laughs> No, we really don't. No, we really don't. <laughs> what about um, that? Um, what about that Greek mythology mod that they're doing on Breath of the Wild? <laughs> like, uh, here's here's the here's here's the thing about that. Like, it looks fine. It also looks massively derivative. Um, like right down to the right down to the fact that you have to sneak up on horses to to tame them and. Like I mean, I mean, this is a, I mean, it's Breath of the Wild. Like, and I was actually talking to Jeff the Grubb earlier. Stuff, the challenge shrines, the gliding, right. the, like, the, no, the stamina like, meter like, for climbing everything. Right, right. It's I, I, I talked a little bit. I talked a little bit to, to Jeff Grubb, and he he's played it for like two and a half hours, and and he was like, yeah, it's 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 fine. Um, it's Breath of the Wild, but it's fine. Like it's it's li- but like it just like aside from that, it just looks so generic from a from a design st- and justin didn't you say something about uh prometheus and zeus were arguing about memes or something like what the fuck was that like i, I didn't i didn't watch i didn't watch any of this stuff who said uh, that like, somebody in our maddie game, maddie was talking was about maddie, it, yeah. it was maddie apparently like prometheus and mm-hmm. zeus are like fucking arguing about like internet memes and so it's like oh it's one of those games um so it's gonna be so it's one thing what uh, somebody asked about it in chat, and I just think this is very funny. Uh, the only thing I really know, so originally this game was announced as Gods and Monsters, Gods and Monsters, and they yeah. changed the title and to Immortals cool. Phoenix Phoenix Rising or something. What it's a awful. terrible name! Uh, like, apparently, they had bad. to change the name because they got sued by Monster Energy Drink. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry, because what? of having Monster in the name. I it, it sparked of, some kind of copyright battle, so they had to change yeah. the name. They could have well, won that fight. Monster Hunter. What about Monster Hunter? Dude, I don't know. Like oh, that doesn't make any fucking sense. It, I think it was like a specific thing in I, like a specific country or region or something. I don't know, but it made me laugh. 
Godzilla, primarily known for slamming back they named Monster it, Energy drinks. They should have named it Mountain Dew Phoenix Rising. I also God, just, that, oh, I don't that, that, like the aesthetic change either. Like they were showing some of the um like where the design of like the main heroine had changed from the original reveal trailer, which I thought was like bright and cartoony and very different. And and it's it's just it's got like a know. generic Blizzard uh, design feeling to it's it, little, doesn't it's, it? It's like, a little somewhere Warcraft between Blizzard shit. and Fortnite. It's a little somewhere between WoW and Fortnite. Yeah. It's that very generic, you know, it's it's a little closer to looking like every mobile game ad that I see on Facebook mm-hmm. now that isn't for something where you pull a pin out and drop lava on a person or whatever the fuck. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I like, I mean, like we went from a good title and a good aesthetic to... A, a stupid fucking title and a generic aesthetic and it just plays like breath of the wild which this is an unpopular take but the gameplay is the reason i'm sour on breath of the wild like that's my least favorite part of that game if it wasn't a mm-hmm. zelda game i don't think i'd like it so they took the zelda out and yeah well you know what if you weren't so cool and nice i don't know if i'd like you i don't know where i'm going with that Anyway, <laughs> guys, guys, I have been trying all day when people keep saying stuff about Breath of the Wild to keep my mouth shut, and it's so hard. Um, it's glorious. I don't I like that game, and I would go on for a very long time about it. So it well, let's you move know, on before speaking, I get going. Speaking of Zelda, speaking of Breath of the Wild, uh, let's what a what a segue that is. Let's talk about uh, our final topic tonight: uh, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, uh, November twentieth, coming out on Switch. Nobody saw this coming, and I am so happy. I am so happy this didn't leak uh, because I love being surprised like this. And uh, Brad, you're a Breath of the Wild guy, right? Like, like you, it's, you- it's, I, I liked it. I, I didn't think it was great. I, I would still prefer. The 2D Zelda games. Uh, kick, Brad me, off, I, kick Brad off. Kick Brad off. Absolutely broadcast, not. Please. Um, I, I thought I had. I thought I had a friend in you, Brad, for this one. I thought that. I, I mean, I, I didn't that, think it was bad. I, I just didn't think it was as great as people. Uh, well, I guess. I guess out to, out to be at least to me. Yeah. With Justin here, I guess we need we need balance in the force on this one. So I also <laughs> thought it was good, but like not not amazing and a lot Who of problems. Who are any of you? Um, but, uh, but so like, here's the, here's the thing about, here's the thing about, uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. Um, you know, it's a Musu title, you know, uh, and it is being positioned as Nintendo's big November game. Um, which is interesting, right, Derek, for a Musu title, because, uh, you know the, these are usually niche title like these are usually very niche games with yeah. a with a passionate following but they're not what you would usually think of like this is our big holiday game right guys like yeah. like it's yeah. it's a musu title um and we're going to learn more about it uh, apparently on September 26th the fact that and 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 here's where I'm going with this and I'll throw it to the group the fact that we are getting apparently our own it sounds like some kind of a direct mini direct presentation focused on on Age of Calamity. Um, the artwork is, is ripped straight out of Breath of the Wild. Um, it's the prequel to one of Nintendo's biggest selling games uh, ever. Um, certainly one of the most popular games ever. And it's being positioned as their big November title. Like I think there is going to be a lot more to this game 
than we are used to seeing from this genre. And since Derek loves Musu titles, I want to kick it to him first yeah. to see what he thinks. As our resident Dynasty Warriors correspondent. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so so here's the deal. Um, yes, it's, it's true. Musou games tend to not do incredibly well. They're made on relatively tight budgets. They're very iterative. Uh, they sell to generally a niche and then these licensed titles you know like they'll do like a uh uh you know the dragon quest one and then the you know they had the fire emblem one they had a berserk right. one you know they tend to sell to fans of that series more i mean like muso fans will play them but they tend to do decent numbers because of the license attached to them um, right you know and to be fair like dynasty warriors romance of three kingdoms there's a lot of people who love that stuff um there's a lot of of uh geeks for like Sengoku era Japan and just fucking love like all of the actual historical figures that are in like samurai warriors, whatever. Here's the thing. Hyrule warriors did real fucking good. Hyrule warriors made some money. Fire emblem warriors made some money. Um, there is something about, and, and, and Tecmo Koe knows this at this point. No Mega Force, the developers of these games know this. Nintendo's IPs are super fucking popular in a way that none of their licensed anime shit will ever be. Um, and Nintendo is willing to put some money behind them. I mean, Hyrule Warriors was really big budget for yeah. a one of these games, and it got supported across multiple platforms with multiple expansions, a, a shitload of content. Um, you know, tech. Tecmo Koei made some money off of that. And then Fire Emblem Warriors did really well as well. So it is weird for one of these to be positioned as a big holiday title, but it's the prequel. It's the prequel to one of Nintendo's biggest games ever. Um, Telling the story that people really badly want to see and hear. And it's a very accessible kind of gameplay. I know that it does not yeah. play like Zelda. That really does not matter because it's simple enough to grasp and pick up that a bunch of people are going to watch trailers and go, I did not play Hyrule Warriors. I want to pick this up because it's a prequel to Breath of the Wild. They're going to get the concept. They're going to play it. And they're going to at least be able to play it on like easy, right? Like right. it's it's yeah. not that hard. So I would only worry if accessibility in terms of, of how easy, you know, like fighting games are not accessible, right? If this was a persona Four arena thing where it's an official story title that is right. in a fighting game, you're fucked. But you know, this is something that anybody can pick up that young people, you know, eight year olds can pick up and play a dynasty Warriors game on easy. Fine. Um, you know, and I think, we heard that Nintendo is partnering much closer. Like the Zelda team is much closer. Yeah, they're to Omega they're Force. much they're like yeah. The like fact the that core this is Zelda a canon entry instead of a, a generic crossover title, right, says everything. Right, this is going to be story by Nintendo, plot by Nintendo, uh, decisions by Nintendo, and Omega Force is basically doing the grunt work. Um, and, right. You right. Know, and and uh, I, you know, I think that people can expect I don't think this is going to be as as story driven as people want it to be. It's Breath of the Wild and Dynasty Warriors, and neither of yeah. those are very story heavy. But but, but yeah. like but I mean, you made a good point. I, w- I want to kick it to Jeff and then maybe to Brad. Um, you know, like you said, Derek, um, most most uh, most Muso games are self-contained stories. 
you know, like Hyrule Warriors is not canon. It's just a mishmash of Zelda fan fiction. Fire yeah. Emblem Warriors was not canon. It's just a mishmash of Fire Emblem, you know, you know, fan fiction. Yeah. That's really or what these games the are. Sometimes license titles retread, you know, like the Berserk right. one just went over. They just tell a different story. story. They, right. They, they, right. But this is actually Zelda canon. Like this is telling the story of Breath of the Wild 100 years earlier. This is you know, in effect, part of the Zelda franchise. This is this is a canon Zelda game. So, Jeff, I was wondering, um, what elements from Breath of the Wild do you think we might see taken over that we don't normally see in a Musou game? Uh, I'm I'm gonna defer from answering this. I don't. It's not really okay. my sorry. It's not really my wheelhouse. I've never played a Musou game. I just know they're not really. Oh. Well, I, um, Oh, yeah. don't, you've done it now. Oh, really? Uh, oh, you've done it now. I know they're not, know they're not going to be my cup of tea, uh, and I'm, yeah, yeah. So, no, I, no, I'm... Fine. Well, in that case, we'll kick it over to Brad and then to Justin. Um, Brad, what, what sort of elements, because, I mean, this is apparently a very important game for Nintendo right now. Um, so what element, do you think we're going to see any elements from Breath of the Wild, like cooking or climbing or, or, or anything like that, carry over into a Musu title. Like, I feel like there's got to be something that sets this apart, apart from storyline and visual style. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I, I really can't, can't say as to what would be best. I do think that this type of game, as, as we mentioned before, you know, Dynasty Warriors, when I think of Dynasty Warriors, I think of something that's really easy to pick up and play. And I see that type of gameplay being uh, really a match with, the Nintendo Switch, not just the original model, but also the light, since that's a portable. So I do think there will be far more of a focus just on that instead of like a deep kind of Breath of the Wild presentation or, or, or story. At least to me. Yeah, we'll, well, we'll have to we'll have to find out. But no, I, no, I mean, and it makes sense, right? Like, like, obviously, I mean, at its core, this is still a, this is still you against a thousand enemies on screen. Like, like nobody mm -hmm. should go expecting excuse me, like a big open world, you know, action RPG. That That's not what you're going to get. Um, but at the same time, I feel like they've got to include something in this to make it stand out from the rest of the, of the Musu crowd. Um, but, you know, okay. be it cooking meals or maybe even as opposed to like, you know, giving you like, you know, that, that generic, uh, you know, tactile map style where you go from one icon to the other and you enter a battle you know, some kind of an open world deal where you can, you actually move around on a map and you engage in battles from there. Justin, is there anything from the, from hmm. Breath of the Wild itself that you would like to see carried over into this game and implemented in a clever way? Um, I don't know. I'm just hoping that it's actually fun, unlike Breath of the Wild. <laughs> what uh, the fuck, man? I I seriously did I seriously did not enjoy wow. playing that game at all. Man, um, so, but I love oh. the, I love the art style and the setting, and I've never actually played a Muso game. But uh -huh. like, I might check this one out because it seems like it's going to be more my kind of thing than the actual Breath of the Wild is. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can I can see. So that's wow. Jeff and Justin. I can see Derek in physical pain. Over the fact that I, I was never surprised. Played. I mean, I I agree it's that okay. you know, well, at least I feel that it's not like one of the you know best games of the decade. But I don't feel that that it's that bad. I thought it was a good game. Yeah, I just to wasn't be, blown away by it like other people. To be clear, Breath of the Wild's the only Zelda game I've actually finished, and I put in sixty hours, okay. and I enjoyed it a lot. So, <laughs> uh, despite my misgivings, it was no, I like. I guess I could see. I don't know. I think 
the some of the traversal stuff might be fun like i, I don't know if you glide before plowing into 100 enemies like that'd be kind of cool actually yeah 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 like like find, find a way to use elevation yeah. Yeah. And, and topography as a as something that Derek, go ahead I know you're playing a shitload of Muso games and can talk about this. Please. So, Hyrule Warriors already deviated a lot from traditional like Muso games with a couple different things. I mean, the giant bosses is not something you see super commonly in these types of games. Um, you also had stuff like the adventure map. Uh, you had within the actual gameplay itself um, some some pretty nice like dodge canceling and. Uh, like the item selection, the fact that you'd have like bombs, the bow, the hook shot, the boomerang that you could swap between and have like items attached to the character on top of the move set. Um, now, those ended up being mostly useless outside of, of being like a gimmick item to weaken a boss at a key moment, uh, which is unfortunately very Zelda. But if they really want to take cues, I don't think they're going to add like the Sheikah Slate or climbing or anything into uh, Age of Calamity. I think what we will probably see them do more is, is it going to go back to Hyrule Warriors 1? Because this is Hyrule Warriors 2. I thought That's we saw it. Hold on. Quick question. I thought yeah. we saw Zelda with the slate, though. I think this probably That's part of move set. That's probably not like a thing oh, that's okay. a mechanic across multiple characters. That's going to gotcha. be the way that Zelda fights within that game. I, I um, gotcha. Okay. But I think it's more likely that we see, hey, what did they do different in gameplay with Harbor Warriors 1? It was mostly the items and the big bosses. I don't know much about the big bosses necessarily, because Breath of the Wild didn't have much. They can always make more up for this. Well, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of classics. But if they the just make the, the items, um, or even maybe where the characters do have the Sheikah Slate and like the different functions take the place of the items instead, where you're toggling through like a list of of what is equipped and then use it. If they just make those more useful mid battle instead of just you know use the bombs to hit, uh, you know when King Dodongo is sucking up so that you can make him weak enough to attack. Um, Dodongo hates smoke. He do hate smoke. Um, Dodongo dislike weed. But um, <laughs> but if they can just make those items better, like you've already refreshed the combat quite a bit. And I think that it's it's going to be less about a revolution of combat of what this game is. And it's going to be more about telling maybe a better story than we tend to see in these. I think a big part of it is going to be, you know, it's not going to just be those six. You know, it's not just going to be Link, Zelda, the four champions, right? We're going to see a couple of other characters from Breath of the Wild, younger, probably like Impa, Korra, Robbie, the king. Impa would be a good one. We might see Breath of the Wild eyes like versions of other Zelda characters who existed during that time frame but died and didn't get to make it to 100 years in the future. That would be wild. You know, they they have opportunities here and it gives them a chance to refresh and make a totally different game from Hyrule Warriors, which was just throwing things together. I mean, this Link and this Zelda already do not fight the same way that Link and Zelda did in the last Hyrule Warriors. They're basically new characters. Zelda and, seems much more of a, a, a caster type I in this one. Playing uh, as her in the first, but that's yeah, I wasn't thing. a fan. Yeah, but anyway, so I it's 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 not going to change the world. It's just going to be maybe better in terms of story than most of these types of games, and it's going to be. If you played Hyrule Warriors and you liked it, you're going to like Age of Calamity. Like, that's, yeah, that's what it is. It's Hyrule Warriors, except all the characters and all the story are canon now. Like, that's it. That's what it is. I've got that's, one more question for everybody. And then we'll, I've got one more question for everybody, and then we'll wrap it up. 
do we think that this is actually Nintendo's big holiday game or is there something else that they're holding back? Not this because is this is a super interesting choice for them. I feel this like Mario is it. They got this, game. they got Mario. Yeah. They got yeah. this, they got Mario. Like Pikmin yeah. will probably do yeah, really they're, well. They're fine. Yeah. I mean they're honestly well, I forgot fine about with just Pikmin. Mario, yeah. in my opinion. We've what was heard... that, Brad? I said they're honestly fine with just Mario, and I was also surprised by the announcement. Right. Um, but yeah, um, I, I think they're set. I mean, it, w- it was a really interesting year for Nintendo, and I, I do believe, and at least based on what other people have said, that Nintendo's probably facing the most struggle with working from home than I believe that. the other two uh, console companies right now. But um, they're, they're, they're set either way, I, I think, with just Mario. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like, you know, like, like as much as I, as much as I had a little bit of heartache or, you know, about the fact that we didn't see much from Nintendo this year at the same time, it's like, they're still going to, I mean, they just upped their projection to yeah, 30 million. Exactly. Con- like, I mean, like they're, they don't need, like, I mean, they're, they're the Mario one sunshine like- about to be that system seller. Well, no, well, dude, you, I mean, dude, no, 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 you joke, but I don't know if you guys saw, but, yeah. but Mario 3D All-Stars is already the second highest selling game on Amazon for 2020. Fucking Mario. People like, underestimate I, Mario every Also because time. it's limited and everybody wants to resell yeah, it. Yeah, that too, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but but, but we uh, heard this was going to be kind of a tight second half of the year for Nintendo before COVID hit. They're going to have a baller 2021, though. Well, that's the thing is this was like kind of a dry spell because next year was supposed to be a really big year. And we don't know how COVID's impacted everything, but I mean, you know, Detroit Prime Trilogy 2021, baby. Rumors of new hardware, like really, you know, relevant rumors of new hardware. You know, we know there's a lot on their plate. So, you know. This might be a bit of a tight back after. You know what? There's a whole lot of fucking games on Switch y'all haven't played. So don't bitch yeah. about no new stuff if you haven't played Tropical Freeze. That's what I'm Garrett, saying. Wait, wait, till I, wait till I tell you that I've got a copy wait. of Super Robot Wars coming to my Play way. those Wii U so. games. Yo, for real? I do. Which one? Uh, the, uh, it's five. V. Okay, well, it's not five. Yeah. It's V for Voyage. Oh, V, whatever. Fuck yes! I got John to play <laughs> Super Robot Wars. I'm, I'm going to lend you T as well. I've got T on Switch. And then you can skip X. X is not as good. But oh my I'm gonna, god! <laughs> I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah. Uh, we're, 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 I, I yeah I told you live simply for that reaction. <laughs> um, but uh, we're we're a little past our time here, so we'll we'll wrap it up here. Brad, dude, you're awesome. You're you're always a cool person to have on. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry for it. the technical issues on my end. Yeah. No, no, dude, don't, don't sweat it, good. dude. It's yeah. it's yeah. uh it's just a metaphor for 2020. Uh, as a whole, uh, Brad. For anybody listening, where can they find you? Uh, mainly on Twitter at bgamer90. So that that's pretty much where I put my my stuff on. Yeah, while I'm still trying to uh, get things ready for these new consoles for uh, new videos alongside them. Yeah, and, and also I'm... support support Tony Hawk so that we can get. Yo, get these. I want a three yeah. and four combo, <laughs> and then I want a thug one and two. Please. I want a thug one yeah. and two. <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna beat Eric Sparrow's yeah. ass into the dirt yep. again. <laughs> we could just, we could just, you know, ten percent of the time I spent in two thousand four was playing this game online. So I don't, please. I don't, what, I don't I care need those you, combo lines. I need these combo lines. Yeah. I don't. I, I don't care what you guys say. I'm holding out for that Sneak King uh, remake. Uh, Coming. I. I want my Sneak King uh, remake and my and my. Uh, what's it? Big Bumpin' the card game, the Burger King. Card oh yeah. Game from Big yeah. Bumpin'. Yeah, it was Big yeah. Bumpin'. Big Bumpin'. Hell yeah. 
I need to get a copy of those and stream it. Uh, anyway, uh, we don't have a whole lot of housekeeping right now. Um, again, uh, please don't forget that. Did Derek mute me? I attempted to. It won't let me. <laughs> yeah, they, see, you can't mute cast. You can't Fuck. mute podcast ad. Um, but uh, I saw. I, you know what? I saw. I. I knew you were doing it because I'm looking at the stream right now. Like, and it's so I, I can't fucking yeah. can't fuck. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, no, we got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, it's going to be a fun holiday season. Of course, uh, I'll be driving over to Derek's for extra life in November. Uh, we're going to have a good old time doing that. We got some really fun stuff. Come on uh, down to Derek's internet yeah, barn. Yeah. We're going to stream some bad video games for charity. I also I'm gonna I also just want to point out I had for the first time today a Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich and it was everything See, that okay. I thought oh dude nice. it's so fucking good I'm still yeah, thinking you have about to get it. spicy I, it's, I oh yeah oh yeah it's so yeah. fucking good regular fried chicken like, spicy well, I don't trust you regular regular sandwich I was like yeah this is this is okay but I don't understand the hype and the fighting this, I tried the spicy, spicy though I was like you know what I fucking ascended I, I yeah just, brought me back if I was really hungry I might I might get an attitude with somebody to get one of these. <laughs> I ascended, yeah. I ascended I might, the astral yeah. plane. It was so fucking yeah. good. Um, yep. Yeah, don't forget. Uh, we'll talk more about our uh, our collaboration with uh, with uh, Spawn on Me on next Saturday uh, at a later date. Uh, but please look forward to that. And if nobody has anything else, uh, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Go to Popeyes, get yourself a chicken sandwich. Uh, please support Tony Hawk One and Two. Uh, and remember, kind- kindness costs nothing. Take care of each other. Bye bye.